Hello and welcome to another episode of Improperly Packaged, a show where we unbox topics related to movies, TV, games, whatever. I am Jordan, with me is Luke. How are you, Luke? Uh, welcome to the show, everyone. I'm yeah, here. We, we did the thing where we just started talking off air about like <laughs> VR and crap and we we're just like, we just about did everything. We just did an episode <laughs> and we just didn't. <laughs> we just did it. So in case you're wanting to know our thoughts on uh, virtual reality, <laughs> you had to be there, I guess. <laughs> you had to be there. Yeah, Meta announced today or yesterday or whenever that they're releasing the uh, the pro version of their VR headset. So that's why right. we're talking about it. Yeah, I just yeah. kind of glanced over at my phone. You know, if it was like Microsoft or like Sony, I'd be like watching it live. But like yeah. with that, I was kind of just like, I don't even know. Like, I don't even know what it does differently. <laughs> All you have to see is meta, and it's like, oh. <laughs> You're in there. That's about it. Oh. Yeah. Okay. It, it boils down to neither of us are, are um, haters of VR, but we maybe unconvinced of yeah. uh Yeah. Of, uh, it's usefulness. Yeah. It's usefulness in the world. I mean, it's like anything that you know i listen to tech podcasts all the time and it all comes down to is there a killer app is there something that hooks people and to me there's been a lot of mediocre things with some artfully created awesomeness what that uh the steam created valve thing not steam but valve oh my gosh the a lot of people say the best game ever made (laughs) <laughs> they oh, had the VR version. Half there's like stuff Life. like that. Yeah, Half Life Alex. So there's stuff stuff like that that sounds like it was amazing. I got a ten, I think, and you know everybody says it's right. a masterpiece, which is awesome. But first of all, it's not a mainstream game. Unfortunately, I don't know why it's not. I mean, Half Life should have been <laughs> this huge franchise. And really weird. Valve right? is Valve. They just fell back on their laurel, laurels and let Steam pay all their bills for the last twenty years. But we never Anyways, have there's to make stuff a game. like that that's really cool, but yeah, it's right. A, it's a mobile platform basically turned into a headset. Yeah, but if you Anyways, like we it, we said we weren't going to talk about this. <laughs> continue to like it if you like it, because there's definitely appeal there. It's not for me. Um, yeah. <laughs> how how's your week been, Luke? How, how's your uh, how's your little old life? going good i uh i have a pergola that i kind of rebuilt and i put my got my uh metal roofing this week and i uh, got to put that on that's looking good so now we have like a waterproof porch area to sit out on so we're gonna like put some furniture and set up the grill and stuff so it doesn't get rained on because you know how wet the summers can be it's, it's just a nightmare for anything you don't want to rust out or rot or mildew or all of the above at the same yeah, time grills. so yeah, especially grills. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Luke's uh, Luke's place is, is styling, as they say. <laughs> it's it's nice. He, he he's nice with it, with him and his wife. <laughs> Done some very pretty things with their home. We enjoy um, working on projects. I uh, don't. I washed. <laughs> uh, I have this grill. It was a charcoal grill, and I like. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. Uh, I like your grill. I I, I did. I did. I just couldn't, I can't be bothered anymore, man, even less so. Like, sometimes I want to grill, but it's like, man, we're here in Florida. It's just a whole thing. We've talked about it on the show before where it's like, it's everything. You grill and, and you're a monster. You have become, 
uh, a sweaty, dirty, smoke-smelling monster. <laughs> and there's so much cleanup involved to, to clean. Like, you have to wait for the charcoals <laughs> to freaking burn. Then you have yeah. to wait till they cool off to, like, clean the inside if you even feel like doing that. And, yeah, I just was like, you know what? I'm going the route Luke went, in, went to, the, the Blackstone. Um, so I spent like literally two hours cleaning yeah. the grill just so I could sell it online and feel yeah. okay about it. But <laughs> God, what a nightmare. <laughs> Did you get it sold? Yeah, I sold it. Not for like a ton, but I was like, that's when I get rid of it. I'll get a Blackstone eventually. And Yeah. Yeah. It's, cool. Once you have... I know that doesn't have much to do with it, but once you have another human in the home, yep. you, just, you just kind of want to start to get rid of stuff, you know? <laughs> you just kind of want to be like, you know what? I want to make some more room in here. So yeah, I got rid of a couch. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it feels good. Well, it, yeah, things will change even more when she starts crawling around. Oh, God. Yeah, I know, right? I'm looking at all these things yeah. like the, the fireplace mantle, and I'm, like, looking at it like it's a... Uh, yep freaking spikes in Sonic the Hedgehog. I'm like, this is a death trap waiting (laughs) to happen. I'm pretty sure I fell on the fireplace mantle when I was a kid. (laughs) Not a good start. No. (laughs) Pretty sure. Happened to me. Run in the blood is the question. (laughs) Yeah. It's a rite of passage, really. You know, we just (laughs) let her loose and just watch. Watch her fall on the fireplace mantle. Well, there's a lot of steps before letting her loose is possible. I'll tell you that. Oh it is God. very gradual, luckily, which I'm glad I'm glad that's the way it is. If there right. was just one day our children just step, stood up and walked and started running, that would be <gasps> awful. Oh, my God. I need that learning period, and you will, too. I just remember, like, I don't know. I, I can't. I'm, <laughs> I was raised by a single mother, and I, I can't <laughs> imagine. Like, I feel like I'd have to have, like, eyes everywhere like cameras like they didn't have cameras like they do now but like i remember like just doing stupid stuff i remember like i had this big glass jug of mott's like apple juice when i was a little kid like this you know like giant jug of the apple juice and i remember (laughs) like i had my long sleeve pajamas and i remember just walking for some reason into the living room with the like in my arms like i was hugging it and of course slipped right through onto the hardwood and just shattered all over the oh, place. Oh, it was glass? Yeah, it was glass. It was a big <laughs> glass God. jug of apple juice. Absolute nightmare. Now Locked. you're standing in broken glass. And yeah, I cut myself and bled all... Oh, God. Cried. Oh, yeah. It's a nightmare for your mother. Oh, yeah. Let's make... Fix her. this. Fix this. One, Fix I'm upset. Bad. Anyways, why, what are we talking about? What are we doing? Luke. Knocked wh- over a picture the other day and it shattered. Oh, so. uh, off the it's wall? Thing. Yep. There's the old picture of uh, our indie dog. <laughs> oh. And it just. I am the only one, is what Bethany said. I am the only <laughs> indie. How only dare one. you? There can be only one indie. <laughs> We've been watching slash playing slash listening to Luke. Um, I don't know if I recognize if I recommended this before, but Social Animals. Have I mentioned this? I don't think so. I don't think Social Animals. Um, adults. It came up in my uh, 
Discover Weekly, and I've listened to a few other songs from them, but really good. Um, the Adults one is like one of the popular ones on their page, but unless it's got a good hook, and it's kind of kind of a emo slash punk rock, you know, kind of sound to them, and yeah. So, just song recommendation. That's how I got to do it. Kind of just hold it up to my ear real quick. Check out the vibe. I uh, I listened to that podcast too that I had mentioned to you. I've mentioned on the show actually, um, Fly on the Wall. Mm-hmm. But they recently um, interviewed Lauren Michaels, the uh, creator, producer. I mean, the the everything of Saturday Night Live, and it was good. It was a good episode. It's two part episode, and you know I usually wouldn't recommend something I've already recommended before, but it's kind of special to get an interview with Lauren Michaels. He doesn't really do a lot. And, you know, if you're into that kind of thing, I mean, I know it's, it's a little niche when it's just Saturday night live, but I mean, they talk about a lot more than just Saturday night live. It's just, they usually interview people who are either producers, writers, or people who are on the show and, and they, they get to talking about just life and everything. But, you know, specifically Lauren Michaels, it's just, there's a long history. They're coming up on, I want to say 50 years here soon. It's kind oh of a big anniversary. Um, so Lauren has been, you know, the producer of the show for now 50 years. And no one else has ever done that on TV. You know, no one's ever years. ran anything on TV for that long. Whether it's a show or even a game show or something. It's just nothing has ever made it that long. As far as I know, right. that's what they said on the show. But I was that's trying to nuts. think, like, some of those game shows have gone a long time. But I don't think anything's ever gone that long. Right. Huh. Like not even like Jeopardy or whatever. Yeah. yeah I don't think so. No. Um, but yeah, kind of a cool episode and just a lot of fun listening to those guys. And cool. Lots of jokes and silliness. So, How about you? You know, Bleak 182 is back together. Officially, huh? Yeah. They do a lot of talking. I, I never believed them. Yeah. They, they did a, there's like a photo shoot of all of them. Uh, buddy and buddy in, in there like a little photo shoot Good they're doing a, doing a tour they're releasing a single together so they're a band that? I want to be together right Tom split it's like oh no it's not the same but that's not what I'm listening to um while I was watching the grill <laughs> the the album <laughs> that I was listening to kind of you know how it is on Spotify it'll like start playing things you know and then it'll start kind of slowly going into th- some things you might not yeah not it starts know. getting a little daring well, let's see if he likes this which is nice <laughs> um and I heard a song by uh Porter Robinson yeah I've listened to him. I've listened to him before yeah I wasn't familiar with him but I've uh it was heard I heard the song everything goes on it's a nice song very nice it's uh and i and it led me to listen to like 22 his, uh, million right that's uh it's a lot of people listening a lot of a lot of people washing their grills um <laughs> but um it led me to listen to his old album his most recent album yeah it, it's a good it's good stuff i mean it's a very uh it's it's like kind of emo pop kind of thing uh, some of it reminds me of Al City a little bit. So good. It's really good. Um, very sappy. 
I, I say that because it's not that me saying that is not a bad thing to me at least I'm fine with sappy songs if yeah. they're if they're good but yeah it's it's really solid stuff it and is. so yeah get some electronics in there oh definitely definitely and awesome. on, on on the album that he has um, that I listened to that is called Nurture. He has like a girl that, that sings with him in most of the songs and she sings like probably half the songs. So it's almost like he's like more like a, a project kind of thing and more than like this is this is me or whatever. It's almost like, which is interesting that he named it. Usually when you do something like that, you like will name it like whatever the project is. Like The Rocket Summer, Death Cab for Cutie or Dashboard, you know, and, and you know, like have... You can do more of what you want, where it's like William Fitzsimmons and people like that. He has like a girl singing with him, but not really like her singing on songs on her own. But he will have like half her al- half his album mm-hmm. like sung by her, which is mm-hmm. cool. Like she she's really good. Um, yeah. But it's just interesting that <laughs> you'd be like, what are you listening to? Oh, Porter Robinson. I mean, I don't know. It, it's it's an, it's really good stuff though. Um, yeah. You're getting a little mic feedback there a second ago. Oh, really? Like it's going... I, I don't hear it right now, but... Just make you aware of it. Um, what, are you, what are you watching slash playing, Luke? Um, to be perfectly honest, it's a little light of a week for me. Um, I've watched Flatch. Loving it. Um, we watched the like first half of Hubie Halloween... Actually, I think it was like last Tuesday right after the show. And right. I think I actually am starting to like that movie more <laughs> the second time. Did you not it's like just, it? No, time? I did. I but oh, I think okay. I like it actually a little more than I did the first time. The first time I was like, you know, it's good. I enjoy it. But this time I'm like, you know, this is this is almost if, if something. <laughs> it's funny to say a classic. It's It's almost a classic, but it's like. It's it's weird to say it when you're later in your life. It's like, <laughs> can it ever? Can anything ever really be a classic at this point? But sure. I don't know. Maybe when I I'm fifty, so. it'll probably be like you know that was long enough ago that it's now a classic for me. Andy, remember you? <laughs> I hope I don't sound like that. Halloween. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> that'll be an old movie for him. It's so weird. That'll be an right. old Adam Sandler oh, movie. Oh, Dad, you like, mean that think old movie with that old Big Daddy, man? Big, Think of all the other movies. Remember Avengers? Oh man! Remember Waterboy? Oh God! Nineties. Oh, all right. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I like I said, I haven't watched a whole lot. But man, I I think I'd have to check. I'm not sure if we're two episodes behind or one episode behind in Rings of Power. We are not caught up on a uh, House of the Dragon, but definitely going to watch it. Just either haven't watched it um yeah but man the last episode of rings of power was so freaking good it's insane they leave you on a cliffhanger and i love it i love that show i'm gonna gonna be honest i'm now on the side of it it's just like it's so good i I just love the storytelling and yeah it's it's really good it's just it's got that it's got the juice as they say right now (laughs) (laughs) It's, uh, I don't know. It's just got that fantasy. You know, I said this last week and I'm kind of repeating myself, but 
Oh, I'm just so excited. I'm so excited something like this has new episodes coming out and it's relevant right now. And it's just it's kind of thing I'm excited about on TV right now. I'm just yeah. so happy Prime, you know, um, Amazon Prime got this right. There's just so many ways that it could have messed this up. And, you know, I've said it a hundred times. It's it's not perfect, but I think it's really good. Like at this point, it's like probably in the like eight range for me. Like it's not a masterpiece, but it's very good. Ultra um, solid. You know, I think I think it's it's just been a good cast, and and I like the twists and turns that the story's taking. You know, early on, you know, there's there's building episodes, and just like I said early in the season, it's like, what are people talking about? They don't have enough to base these reviews off of now. And, right. And I think we're getting to a point now. You know, we're getting very near the end. I, I think maybe the next episode's the last one or something, but we're getting close enough that it's like you can you can kind of I I could be I could understand putting down a review score at this point. Right, it's, it's still not fair, you know, until the show's over. But you know, I can understand. I think there there can be some retrospective looking at this point, and it's really good. It's really good. I don't know. Man, I'm behind. It has a place in the Lord of the Rings world. I'm behind with uh, House of Dragons and Rings of Power. Yeah. Sucks. There's such long episodes. Every time I sit down to watch it, it's like, do I really have an hour and fifteen minutes to spend on this? You know, it's ten o'clock. Do I really want to watch this until eleven <laughs> thirty? It's like a mini movie. It really is. It really is. It's cool though. Yeah. But well worth your time. Yeah. Um, yeah. How about you? That's really all I've got. Um, see a few things here. Um, so. We uh, took advantage of a little uh, promotion done by Peacock. They're offering like either a year for twenty dollars or like month to month for like what, two bucks or something like that. And so we were like, you know what? Sure. There, there's a few movies that are on there that I, you know, that come to streaming like sooner than later. So I was like, you know what? Yeah, let's let's try it out. Um, one of the movies that's on there that's something I did want to see and I missed it in theaters is Black Phone. Um, mm-hmm. If you aren't aware, it's a movie by Scott Derrickson. He's the one who made uh, the first Doctor Strange and he made Sinister before this. And so I kind of thought I knew what to expect going into this. Like, I don't know. I thought I, I, I expected like just ultra like kind of disturbing almost like psychopathic kind of thing no it's not that (laughs) almost like pleasantly surprised that it's not that um this isn't even much of a horror movie it's more of a thriller honestly um there's strong focus on uh the the two main kids of the movie like the kid who like okay just to kind of briefly summarize it's about um there's this guy who's going around grabbing kids and like i guess that kills them you don't really ever see it on screen it happen or anything like that but you know they go missing and they wind like they're like oh presumed dead and he's called the grabber and he's uh played by ethan hawk and he's like has this mask he's creepy don't i don't really know what his deal is but um and he followed this kid through like this is like takes place in like the late late 60s i think Mm -hmm. which i didn't know that and uh you follow this kid and his sister kind of just like you know having their little issues in 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 school and just hearing about like their friends going missing and stuff like that 
and uh, worrying about it. And uh, then, yeah, the the kid, the brother or whatever gets uh, gets kidnapped and it's about following him through his process of trying to escape. And there's like a supernatural element to where like this is all in the trailers. I don't feel like I'm really spoiling anything like the like the ghosts of some of the kids who are who like uh, got killed before are trying to help him escape and to like piece together like ways for him to to kind of you know break out from his from captivity and it's freaking really good like i don't know i was super happy with the movie the guy the the kids are so good like i was like kind of blown away by i was like especially by the sister whoever plays that sister i feel like she's going places i don't know she was amazing in uh in that in this movie i don't know she's just like the, she's the one like the the kid is like kind of more of a coward and the little little sister is like the one who's like super tough and has like a lot of know-how and i don't know and she's so such an endearing character and she's like a really sweet kid too um and it's funny i daniel faraday from lost plays uh the mean dad <laughs> who's got problems <laughs> like oh daniel faraday is mean here it's kind of funny um but no I, I i highly recommend this movie it's it's really good i think the i think the the trailers i think it may be to the detriment honestly of of how the movie did it kind of sells it as like a, a little bit of a different movie than it actually is it's a little bit more it has a lot more heart to it and it, it is kind of more of a thriller than it is horror and it's not really gory at all really or anything like that honestly um so i think it's more accessible than a lot of people think yeah both amber and i really really enjoyed it and uh it's on peacock uh, if you have that it's one of those that's like they have a lot of these uh movies like that and that they kind of got bef- right like in that midway point between theaters and uh home um so yeah uh, th- that's a this is a really good one um I was kind of surprised at how much I, I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, super solid. Um, other than that, man, I, we're just kind of, you know, messing around watching random things. I've been, I, I'm not going to talk about this yet because I haven't finished it. Like, we got interrupted from it and I have we haven't had a time chance to, like, sit down and finish it. Werewolf by Night on um, yeah. Disney+. Plus. Um looking forward to finishing it you know i don't feel like i can comment on it too much but so far i'm super intrigued and pulled in really looking forward to finishing it um and uh during this time of year i didn't i didn't talk about this on our halloween episode i should have but we didn't have much room for for tv stuff i feel like we talked enough about movies but i watched the uh the twilight zone quite a bit this time of year you know classic mm-hmm classic one that's where it's at i feel like you know god bless you know jordan peele uh but you know it it, it, it can't do it you can't do it again it's over you know it's over twilight zone was twilight zone because of rod serling and i i don't they tried to do it again in the 80s and now they didn't they tried to do it again a few years ago and it just doesn't stick it's not yeah um but no twilight zone is freaking amazing um, I have the series on box set and, um, yeah, it, something I will say about that show, if you kind of like look at it and you think like cheese, like this is cheesy, like 
give it a shot. Like, look at, like, some of the most acclaimed episodes and, like, start there. Like, you can't probably can't go wrong with any of them. Like, uh, I watched one of, one of my favorite episodes um, a few days ago. It's called, called The Obsolete Man. And I, I it's one of my favorite episodes. It's super powerful. Like, its message, like, becomes truer and, like, and more relevant each time. I, I see it about, like, Burgess Meredith plays this guy, librarian in this dystopian future where it's like a dictatorship and you can't, it, it, you have to be, um, you have to have worth as far as the state is concerned and if you, and things that don't have worth are books and it was like, you know, people during that time were really thinking of Nazi Germany when people were burning books and, and so, mm-hmm. like, it's about that and like how the state has determined there is no God, but uh, this character is like still, you know, has faith and has, you know, reads his Bible and everything. And I don't know. It's, it's very um, relevant and powerful and just like, I don't know. The, the show goes beyond like, Ooh, sci-fi spooky or whatever. Like there's some of that, but I don't know. It, it, it's always had a lot of great ideas and, yeah, it really uh, can be deeper than a lot of people think. But speaking of uh, deep, how about something that's not deep at all? <laughs> this is something really goofy that Amber and I like to watch. Um, <laughs> sort of. Um, <laughs> it's a Disney Channel original movie that's on um, that's on Disney Plus, and no, it's not freaking Halloween Town. Oh my <laughs> god, I do not like Halloween Town. <laughs> Um. <laughs> oh God! Why am I talking about this? Uh, <laughs> have you ever heard of zombies? He's ramping it up. The more you right. drop like that, <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's basically like so. It's it's sort of High School Musical. It's it's called Zombies. Um. <laughs> Yeah, it's just so silly, but it's kind of funny. I don't know. I think there's some stuff in it that's actually like legitimately funny and kind of fun. There's some really good musical numbers, some really good dance numbers in the thing, and it's so cheesy. It it's freaking ridiculous. It's like uh, <laughs> I don't even want to explain the plot. What? <laughs> it's like they're in this perfect little town that had like way back when had like some lab accident happened and it turned half of its citizens into zombies but they like like invented some wristwatch that like made them normal i'm looking at it don't 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 look at it don't 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 Uh, do that um but yeah and the zombie falls in love with the girl and the girl falls in love with the zombie. Oh my gosh. They have to break down walls, man. High school musical but zombies. Oh, totally. Totally. Um <laughs> as someone who does like high school musical, I'll say this is probably has a little bit more merit than high school musical because there's actually some funny jokes in it <laughs> that are like legitimately funny. There's like the, and their school, their their football team is so awful that like the their cheerleading team is they're they're like the school celebrities, and so like there's this dude cheerleader captain who's just like <laughs> I don't know. There's like a scene where he like bursts onto the scene, and everyone's like yeah, like flipping out, going crazy. He like jumps 
threw a picture of himself <laughs> and there's another picture of himself behind him. It's just it's kind of humor like that that just it's so outrageous and it knows it is. I don't know. It's not even that Halloween. I mean, you can look at the pictures and it's like so over the colors are so overly saturated. It looks like summer. It's this has gotten terrible reviews. I'm sure all of them have gotten terrible reviews. I'm sure basically fives. I'm here like giving it the most half-hearted recommend. I mean, <laughs> just. I don't know. We watched. Did you it. watch Zombies Addison's Monster Mystery? Um, I think that's that's more of like a side thing to where it's like, oh, here's like a Disney Channel short. It looks like Flash Animation show, so I we didn't we didn't bother to watch Addison's Monster. You got to complete the whole uh, the whole universe, Jordan. You know, I don't feel like I really do. <laughs> <laughs> and they this. had Addison's Moonstone mystery. Yeah, I saw on Disney Plus there's two of them, and then there's... We'll watch two and, and there's three. There's Zombies, but... the reanimated series. Oh, I didn't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That changes everything. <laughs> that changes all my whole life. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <sighs> it's a fun time. <laughs> Glad you're enjoying that. <laughs> it's a fun time. We're, uh, you know... Anyways... Okay, let's uh, move on. (laughs) (laughs) A couple things we wanted to talk about this week. Something I'm really excited to talk about and really interested to talk about and have a conversation about is the Super Mario Brothers. Wait, it's Super Mario Brothers the movie. That's the actual (laughs) title, right? Not the Super Mario Brothers movie. Super Mario Brothers the movie. In this article, it says the Super Mario Brothers movie. Oh, really? Maybe I messed up. What was the first one called with uh, with Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo? You'd know better than me. I mean, I'm sure they'd want to separate it a little bit to where it's like, let's not make it the same exact one. Yeah. And maybe it was just called Super Mario Brothers, but I don't know. That I think was, it was. That was a time where they would Looking like it up. totally... It's called Super, Super Mario, Mario Brothers. Brothers. Yep. Yeah, and the new one's the Super Mario Brothers movie. Yeah, the official movie, the real one. Every I'm surprised because everything was movie back then, like the movie, movie, like yeah. Care Bears, the movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, or epic movie. Or epic freaking movie, or scary movie, or that was superhero a little, movie. Little after. Yeah, quite a bit. Um, let's 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 talk about it. The, the trailer. Uh, so what'd you think, Jordan? Um, Just give me your thoughts. I think it looks pretty good. What'd you I mean, like? What'd you hate? Honestly, like, here's the thing. Like, there's not enough in this to hate. There's some th- stuff that's... Pro- there's a lot of stuff there's in it that's There's a decent promising. amount. I mean, yeah. I mean, you're right. It's not big, but there's... I thought it was a good... It was a good, decent-sized teaser trailer. Yeah. That first scene, I think, with the, it's they really, could have given us a lot less. That's what right. I'm saying. It's broken into only a few things. They they show like kind of a snippet of a scene of Bowser infiltrating. It's like yeah. the Penguin Kingdom. It was like they're the penguins from '64, and uh, that that's like the most beefy, beefy part of the of the trailer. So you really get a sense of Bowser and kind of his personality 
and uh, his goons and everything. You get a little bit of a sense of that, probably the most in the trailer, I mean to say. I'm sure the movie will reveal much more about what his personality is like because you don't really get the goofy side of Bowser in this. It's more kind of, he's almost like intimidating a little bit. Um, Jack Jack Black did really good. I, I'm sounded really good. I was impressed, honestly, like with the cast, um, probably the ones that I was most concerned with was, uh, him and Seth Rogen. Uh, I was like, I don't, you know, obviously we didn't get Seth Rogen in this yet as Donkey Kong. Um, we, so we don't know what we're going to get with that. Um, but yeah, I was concerned. I didn't know what Jack Black was going to do, but what he's done was like really, really good. It's just like, he's, I don't know. Like, obviously, we've gotten three lines yeah. <laughs> of his, and it's like we're hitching it all on that. But sounds good. I'm, it does. It sounds I'm, really good. I have no reason to be concerned with that. Um, so we get that trailer and kind of a funny gag um, with the penguin. So like that's our first sense of what the humor is going to be. We have a, a couple bits of humor in the trailer, which of course yeah. you're you're, you're gonna want. A ton of humor in this thing. I mean, you do not want the, a Mario Brothers movie to come out and it's like takes itself ultra seriously. Like, no, it's way. weird. Chris Charles Martinet is in the cast list. Yeah, he's gonna cameo. I think I'm thinking like similar to how the, the like, it's funny how they do that. Like, they'll usually get the voice act, the original voice actors to do cameos. Like, it, this is like a trend because they did the same thing with, uh, in in uh, Uncharted, they have Nolan North who like makes a cameo, uh, and in uh, The Last of Us, they're gonna get uh, the people who play uh, Joel and Ellie to do like different characters. <laughs> it's kind of a weird I have thing. a prediction for this movie. Yeah, and I think I think they may have honestly, I mean, spoiled would be a strong word for this, but I think they honestly gave away a little bit here. Ooh. So Mario pops in and he's like, "What is this place?" Right. Right. I think they kind of gave away that it's going to be real life Chris Pratt and then he's going to go into the game. Oh my and, God. And I think he may go into an arcade or playing the game somewhere at home. And I think that's maybe when Charles Martinet, you know, you hear Mario on the screen, like do his woo or whatever. And, and then I think it's going to be some sort of Tron thing where all of a sudden he's in the Mushroom Kingdom. Interesting. That would be. You heard it here first. You hear it here for yeah. That that would be wild. I have not. I think I have heard it here first because that's something I have not heard uh, be speculated yet. That's to me. It's so. I mean, you know, I could be completely wrong, obviously, but it's to me. It seems very obvious after watching so many movies that any time a character like that comes in and goes, "What is this place?" That it was one of those kind of things. Because I don't think he would say that if he was somewhere else similar to it and all of a sudden he'd be there it'd be oh i've made it to another land kind of deal and he's not doing that he's going what is this place and he's looking around bewildered and that's very much how it is in other movies where the character so i think jack black's going to be in person and chris platt i think they're going to meet on the streets of new york or something oh my god (laughs) i do i think i think that's what's going to happen and then all of a sudden they're both going to be in there that'll be wild or it's going to be something at least similar to that it may not be that exact same thing but regardless it's always going to be a, like that kind of what isekai or whatever where he's like transferred to another world like every 
every yeah. adaptation of Mario Brothers that I know of that's, you know, a show or a movie is that. Like, in uh, the Mario Brothers And you can see show, Charlie Day being, like, right there with Chris Pratt as his buddy. Right. I don't <laughs> know. You know, it, it, it it's hard to not have it be too goofy or... Anna Taylor Joy being his girlfriend, or, or being his neighbor, or something like <laughs> the upstairs girl that he hasn't gotten to talk to, and all of a sudden it's like, wait, is that you, Princess Peach? Is that you, oh Sarah my gosh. or Jessica? <laughs> Jessica, <laughs> <laughs> stop it! <laughs> oh my <White> god! <laughs> um, I mean. It's going to be something like that. Either it's going to be what you say, or it like, or just or it could there. not be that at all. Yeah. Well, I think it, it's Mario is going to come from some sort of whether it, he's Mario in Brooklyn yeah. or something like that, which is something that happens generally. Like in the, the freaking original live action one, he's Mar- the Mario Brothers are in Brooklyn doing their plumbing business, and it's the same thing in the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. That cartoon, they're like plumbers that like go into that. Why isn't world. he in Tokyo or or somewhere in Japan? No, <laughs> like, he's in. Brooklyn. I just don't like why. It's where he was created. It's kind of funny. It's in Brooklyn. The funny thing is that's every single time I see it in like when it's not the game because obviously Charles Martinet, like the voice he's doing is obviously like a. Thank you so much if I'm playing in my game. Like an Italian kind of thing. Yeah. And nobody wants to do that whenever it's like a show or anything. And because you can, honestly, I mean, I can, uh, I can, I like how it's true to the character, but I can see how it starts to grind on you a little bit. It's like, right. okay, this is going too far. I don't like him to talk very much. I've always, I've always had that position with that interpretation of Mario. I, I, that's just, that's maybe just me. I know there's yeah, a lot of it's people. It's just so hard to create a character. That it really is. There's a Why lot of. Master um, Chief hasn't worked. <laughs> right. Well, there's a lot of pressure on, I think specifically Chris Pratt in like his voice. A lot of yeah. um, built, build up to this because, it, because it's very much like, oh, he's never been, you know, yeah. Well, Same thing would be true if it was Link and you know a Zelda. Absolutely. Movie. He is like, what are you guys gonna do? He's a character that's not often voiced, and again, we have had other interpretations of him, like the Bob Hoskins, obviously. But that, you wouldn't want to hear his voice in the animated one, and he's dead, obviously, of course. But even like the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, like stuff like that, is like, hey, hey, Paisanos, or whatever. It's like that Brooklyn accent thing going on so it's not gonna be i never expected for it to be like a wahoo you know like kind of thing like even in the games when uh charles martinet i'm not like dissing him as a voice actor like in this interpretation of mario the specific one that he does and that he's famous for um every time he talks for me i'm always like okay enough enough like he which is with that thing I did, like that, thank you so much if I'm playing my game. Like, that's pretty much the most he speaks. Like, in the end of Mario Galaxy, welcome, welcome, new galaxy. Like, he just doesn't, that's enough. And that's like, when even when I hear that, I'm like, huh, that was weird. You know what I mean? I just have, yeah. I just think that to myself because I'm all he's he, no witcher or something where it's easy no. to have 
pages of dialogue. No, yeah. because it, most of his dialogue consists of Wahoo, Yippee, Let's A Go. Um, and I mean, it's a platformer. I mean, that's it's just a platformer. any character you create for a platformer is going to be that way. I mean, right. Think and, about other platforming games. It'd, it'd be the same if you created you know, a game for any of those platforming games. Right. And I can't help but just naturally feel the need to, even if it's not warranted now, that's the thing. I can't even like trust myself because I have the, I feel the need in a way to like, to feel that everyone's being really unfair to Chris Pratt. We heard pretty much two lines. Where am I in mushroom kingdom? Here we come. I mean, like that's Sonic worked. Sonic worked, man. And Sonic worked. And they treat him like he he's never voice acted before. He's Emmett in the Lego movies, and he's yep. you know freaking in uh, Onward. And in both those movies, I'm like, he's, he's probably read some books really too. Job. He's probably done some audio books. Right, I'm sure he's, I'm sure done, he's been he, working. <laughs> right, and just like yeah, I don't know, man. Give give the man a chance. I I and honestly, is that the biggest thing with this movie? what his voice is going to sound like is that the biggest thing is the is like is like the the thing that we should be the most concerned with is the story cuz not only have we not have um like a a big like you know voiced mario we generally don't get a big narrative i know paper mario and uh, mario you know uh, superstar are stories, but they they're like the only the kind that can only work in video games. Like a narrative like this, like a movie, like we mm-hmm. haven't really had one that worked yet, and we have to think how are we going to introduce these characters in a narrative form with Bowser and Princess Peach, and how is Mario going to introduced to him? Because in every every ad, like game where there's a story, like Mario RPG or Mario Paper Mario, Mario's already just as part of the world. And he's a silent protagonist in all of those. He doesn't have to have dialogue. And so they have a lot to do with the story, with the writing, and I feel like those should be the main concerns. And I'm sure Chris Pratt's voice is going to be fine if he does that Mushroom King, here we come, like that kind of New York kind of voice. Fine. I'm sure he's going to do fine. I don't there's know. There's other things that will ruin the movie other than the voices, my feeling. I think there's a lot of things to These be kind of movies with. are hard to pull off. Absolutely. You're you're right. And like these stories are really difficult to adapt into a movie. I mean like Yeah. And to like keep people having fun for the whole hour and a half. Right. And not get to a cheesy point where it's like, okay, this is dragged on enough. I think they have the elements here to really make it work. Obviously, I think a lot of care and affection have gone into this. Like, just, they obviously have spent a lot of money with the names they have on here. These people garner big paychecks. Keegan Michael right. Key, Seth Rogen, Fred Armisen. You know, these are big names: Jack Black, Charlie Day, Anna Taylor Joy, Chris Pratt. That's quite a cast. And I've never seen such a thing where it is not Illumination Studios. It's Nintendo. Illumination Studio, so it's both of the, it's a yeah. collaboration. Like you don't see this really happen. You don't see like Sega and you know freaking Paramount to bring you Sonic or you know it, the same it's thing. Usually with, like, just a licensing deal, 
Right. And so, like, this is, like, this... Like, watching that direct, which I did, I watched, like, the direct as it was happening, where you have Miyamoto come on and then introduce (laughs) the head of Illumination and as they talk about, like, how important this is and talk about how the composer is going to be... Like, I think it's, like, Taylor... Brian Taylor or something like that. He's a big one, I think. He's done a lot of stuff. Um, He's, like, incorporating a lot of the game themes into the into the score of the movie mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. obviously putting a lot of attention you gotta into do it. that yeah and it, that doesn't mean they're gonna be successful but brian taylor know. yeah <laughs> i think uh yeah there's a lot of stuff to pay attention to i think chris pratt's voice will be fine i think like you know are you gonna be satisfied is everyone gonna be satisfied with it no it is you know it's just kind of how it is i don't think if there was a link, I don't think everyone could be satisfied with whatever link they choose. I think it just doesn't matter. I think maybe what bothers people, I think I know there's a lot of people who just don't like him as an actor, like as a person, I think. There's a lot of people who just like root for the man to fail, I guess. Like I've never gotten into that kind of stuff where like looking at actors and their personal life and being like, you know, really linking it to every performance and every work they do. And I don't know. I, I just never have been that kind of person and so every time i see it it always hits me in the wrong way i don't know i don't know but i love chris pratt i'm a big fan of him i i am too like honestly i i am too like i think he's does good work he seems like a cool he's done a lot of great charity work I yeah mean, i think he's like a great really guy. Nice guy and <laughs> yeah i mean i don't know i i feel like there is a lot of mean spiritedness about it and that 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 sort of thing always puts me off and like a, a lot of people, I hear a lot of people saying like, "Oh wow, we we bullied um, Sonic into uh, you know changing the art style." I'm like, "Oh my god, that's such a terrible lesson." You know what I mean? <laughs> to think that it's okay to to you know, I think I think people like just dehumanize people when they're either famous or like you know the head of like you know these are directors and creatives and these are people who care. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it hurts my feelings a little bit, I'm going to be honest. But either way, regardless to how he does, I'm not saying he's going to do amazing. I think he's going to be fine. Um, yeah, I just wanted to add a little bit of balance It doesn't to matter what he do. There's going to be people that are not going to like it. You're absolutely right. And he could give the greatest performance ever, and it would probably still be split basically down the middle. Right. And Just because about, of the character he's trying to pull off. Yeah. And... Don't get me wrong. I wanted to be clear. I'm not hating on Charles Martinet. He's it's, that voice he came up with for Mario is iconic, and it's awesome, and it's great in the video games. I just yeah. can't perceive liking that throughout just the duration work of and the everything movie. else. Yeah. Right. It's just it's it. I mean, yeah, I get he's a voice actor, but that's the performance you're linking him with. If you don't want him to do that thing that he does as Mario in every game that he's in, then what are you talking about? He <laughs> has all the Mario characters and the whole family in his picture on his IMDb, so I think he's okay with being <laughs> labeled for that character. Right, he's treasured as being the person who's voiced Mario in countless things. I'm not hating on him. Uh, but anyways, um, other than that, I think what what's going on here? Bowser's wanting the, the, the Power Stars, um, which uh, that makes sense as a MacGuffin. I mean, that's like usually the ultimate power in uh, in these games. I mean, sure. 
So who is going to stop him? Nobody. Nobody. I don't think anybody can. Not that I know. Star yeah. power. Yeah, star power. The power <laughs> of stardom. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of this we we haven't been introduced to. I mean, I'm sure we're gonna get more trailers in the future, but like, yeah, I mean, Seth Rogen's Donkey Kong, freaking. Uh, we we saw Luigi, uh, but we didn't really hear him. But uh, I think the designs look great. I think like it's just the right amount of tweaking off of uh, their classic look. I, I feel like I yeah. wouldn't want yeah. them to look like exactly like they look in like a Smash Bros cutscene or whatever. Like I feel like you kind of want no. some sort of movie sheen on it to where it's like yeah. tweaked just enough to where it's like that's Mark definitely humanized. the character. Yeah. To where it definitely it's looks like softer. the character but it's it's softer. Yeah. It yeah, looks... like like the Lego movie. It it kind of has that similar Lego movie but with a It's it's very fluffy. It's like marshmallowy. <laughs> the animation <laughs> right. style. Yeah. You're it looked right. good though. I I yeah. I like a lot about it. I I'm excited to I mean Keegan Michael Key, I've always I'm always looking at what he's doing. It's always exciting for me and yeah. Charlie Day. I just I love him. He's hilarious. I think he make a great Luigi. So Yeah, I mean this is not a huge property for me personally. I mean obviously I played these games growing up, but I they've not been endeared to me in the same way they have for you, but I'm definitely excited to see what they do. You know, if there's if there's an animated thing that I would want to check out, it would be something like this. So, yeah, and yeah, I think it's a great start to this movie. Just to kind of like first step, absolutely, uh, and you know, hopefully, like I hope it will be good because what it means for you know video game movies. I like, I you know, I think some things are interesting as video game movies, things like Sonic and Mario. That's it's cool. Um, I think like for me like my anticipation of course I love Mario love 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 Mario but like if this ends up being bad or whatever it's not the end of the world where it's like it's like whatever and I'll just keep playing Mario whereas I feel like if they did something like uh, Zelda I feel like I'd be a little bit more hurt if that ended up being terrible because there's a lot of story involved in that. That's like, it, it does kind of go to more like adaptation when it, if you were to do Zelda, I'd really be like, please make it good. Please, please make it good. Because there's like, there's already something there in like, it's just, if this wasn't good, if Sonic wasn't good, I'd be like, eh, yeah, I kind of, I kind of see why it would be tough to do that. But if yeah. something like Zelda and like Pokemon, where it's like there's this established lore and like kind of story of Pokemon and of Zelda, it would be kind of more crappy if like they really mess that up. Which is probably yeah. why they did Detective Pikachu. <laughs> like, let's make it an off thing a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. But anywho. Um, I'm looking forward to this. I think there's reason to be hopeful, but also cautiously hopeful at the same time um yeah luke can you take the lead on this one i think uh you may know a little bit more about the cd project red news yeah so i heard you know like ign reports about what was going on but then like as we were working our way through the podcast i was going through and it looks like at least the way i'm seeing this was released was cg project red's um investor relations twitter account and so they have like been 
releasing so many tweets with so many like screenshots of what looks like company documents and basically they they've laid out like <laughs> everything I don't, I don't know how else to say it it's just like so much so many th- these look like something to where it'd be like okay we're having an all hands meeting on monday everybody needs to come in we're looking at you know we're looking at the future and all this and these seem like the slides that they would produce to like you know a room of like a thousand developers and you know all the all their people um and so it's kind of interesting it's almost like they've lifted up the curtain and been like okay check it out right what so yeah so they like um yeah, it all started back in October 4th, and they, they have a slide here. I'm just going to kind of go through it. It shows, like, the Witcher series. They say we've sold 65 million copies plus. Cyberpunk, we've sold 20-plus million copies of that. Jeez, and then it has a business directions tweet that says we are expanding enduring franchises. We want to boost development abilities to deliver more content to games with a prime focus on quality. And we want to introduce multiplayer experiences, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll kind of go back to that in a little bit. Um, they Then the next tweet talks about spinning up the franchise flywheels to expand game-centered IPs, gain more and more momentum. And then they have this, like, wheel that says RIPs, TV and film, mobile games, books and comics, and partnerships and merchandise. So they really have, like, this whole scheme of how they want to stop focusing just on games make games but also like start doing more tv and film like they did with the edge runners with uh, netflix but also expand into mobile games books and comics and partnerships like i said um license out non-core products so they're talking about joining with external teams deploying dedicated franchise management opening up a wider range of products and expanding approaches to mobile games so this is a you know there's a lot of tweets here but basically for that first part i guess it sounds like they're going to be adding a lot of things that, as far as I know, CD Projekt Red has never done before. Now, you know, I may not be, I may not be thinking of some things, but I didn't know that they'd ever made a mobile game, even even use their license to right. have another team make it for them. Uh, so that would be a whole new thing. And it's interesting, like the books and comics things. I, I guess these things have gotten to a point. I, I could see Witcher being something that people would want to read more of the lore of. It do you, as far as you know, I think the Witcher thing is like fully a CD Project Red thing, is or was it a book before? I think it was a book it before. A book before. I think it was a book series yeah. before. Um So that's interesting to say like they want to expand their IP into those right. areas when it's like maybe they've completely bought out that, you know, from whoever wrote right. the first book so now it is theirs and that person's cut out of everything i can see that maybe yeah it is interesting which, which that is both fair. the witcher I mean, and cd you, pro, uh, cyberpunks uh based on the tabletop game so there's like the witcher both... was the tabletop game no no the, no cyber just cyberpunk, yeah, cyberpunk the, yeah. which are being novel or you know yeah which i which i would think that the deal with the tabletop game producers is probably a different deal than the <laughs> yeah license an outbook especially with the witcher now being as old as it is but it it's funny to like take a book and then turn it into the monster that the witcher has become where yeah. like that 65 million plus copies sold is is really big in the video game world um yeah i can see that being very frustrating for whoever wrote that book to <laughs> but then again you know i mean it wouldn't have become what it is without a great development team making a great game that everybody's enjoyed 
especially you know Witcher Three being the one that I think really took off. Oh yeah. Um, so then they talk about expanding with a third IP called Project Hater, a new standalone IP distinct from The Witcher and Cyberpunk, uh, developed 100% internally IP incubation since late 2021. So they've already got a couple years into that. Currently in the conceptual phase by a small strike team. So it sounds like a lot of brainstorming's going on on that for the last two years. Um, Project Orion is a Cyberpunk 2077 sequel that will prove the full power and potential of the Cyberpunk universe to be, to be developed by CD Projekt Red team. And I don't know if they address this later, but from what I heard on another podcast was that they are going to actually send a team from, I think it's the Netherlands that they're at. Um, I could be wrong, but... So somewhere over there that I think is the Netherlands, and and they're going to come here to the U.S. and set up a, a studio in the U.S. where with people mm. actually living here and working here full time, and I think the CD Pro, I think the Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven sequel was going to be developed there, but I could be proved wrong by the things I'm going to come up reading. So the long term product outlook, they have a picture here that's kind of the kind of the big main thing. So there's The Witcher, and then there's codename Sirius. By the Molasses Flood. I guess that's another developer. I don't know them. Um, and then they said there's also a new Witcher trilogy. So that yeah, makes me think geez. Sirius could be a mobile game. It could be VR experience. It could be something like that that's separate from the actual mainline Witcher trilogy. So it could be another, you know, maybe a spinoff, maybe a character. I, you know, they were talking about in the other show. I think this very much could be something branching straight off from the TV show. I could see them using, <laughs> because the TV show has been so successful, I could see them using some of the storylines set up in the show for side projects, for other things, and to kind of build on the universe. Because I think, because they're, they're also saying New Witcher trilogy, so I think I could see them kind of starting a little bit from nothing with a new trilogy. And yeah. saying, you know, we're maybe in the same world or maybe even expanding further into the future on what the show was. Because it's hard to just ignore something that's as popular as the Netflix show when you have people that are fans of that. And then, of course, you have p fans of the game who are probably going to come no matter what. So I could see them trying to, like, bring both parties in. Say, if you like the show, you're going to like the game. And if you've liked our previous games, you're going to love these new games because they're the same but just with a new story. And who doesn't like new story? You know, I can see, like, they want to tie a bow on the third Witcher game and say, okay, you know, that that that's done. Now we're moving on to the new thing. And, and this time it's going to be, you know, related to the show. And I don't yeah. see a lot of people having a problem with that. I think I think people would enjoy that. Yeah, I think like that's a good idea too. I mean, like even especially like the using like almost like the show's kind of tone, but also like a new story. You know, I like you get the feeling sometimes that like with a successful property like that, there might be maybe too much baggage. Especially like The Witcher Three was far more successful than the other two. I feel like a lot of people came into The yep. Witcher Three with like a sense of a baggage they didn't know about like it really just kind of spits you right into it with the witcher 3 you know or it's like i'm looking for i can't even remember her name but like uh yeah like really just kind of you just like jump. siri or something it's like something that's like his uh padawan um, but then there's like that 
witch lady. Oh my gosh, I'm oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. ignorance here. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, where yeah. is she? And so it's like you get the feeling like you're watching. The... You're getting feedback pretty good. Oh really? It's like I think it's your cord. Ooh. It's that same sound that's been before. Okay. Well, Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Is that better? Um, it got really bad when you touched it. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Oh, no, this, you're fine. But whenever you're talking, you can start to hear it. Ooh. So just don't talk. Okay. <laughs> I need to get... <laughs> Let me try to... Yeah, yeah. I think you got it. Great. Just Wonderful. Popped, like a chiropractor <laughs> for a cord. You got to pop it into place. Yeah. There, so there's one last called Canis Majoris by third party developed by The Witcher. So two different teams separate from CD Projekt that are developing Witcher franchises. And then Orion is the code name for the next Cyberpunk, which I assume is just Cyberpunk 2, 2078. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Too many then, numbers, then, Luke. <laughs> you know, obviously Phantom Liberty, which they had announced earlier. Right. Um, the big DLC. And then, like I said, Hater is the new IP. So they say the other thing they want to focus on is introducing multiplayer. It says to most of our new games to enrich oh the single player experience, which I don't know about that. It Oof. says to enrich the single player experience, and I I really don't understand the logic there because personally, I found you know I obviously play a lot of Call of Duty, and I've found that the multiplayer in no way enriches my single player experience. I I enjoy those things to be completely separate. Um, hmm. I think of something like um, oh gosh, what is a uh, Elden Ring. I think it's something like Elden Ring where they made it to where you could, you could be invaded by right. other characters from other worlds. Um, and I guess that's considered multiplayer. I don't know. What is a multiplayer, right? <laughs> Does it mean there's more than one person in your world at the same time? I don't know. But I would think maybe that would be considered multiplayer. And I personally didn't really find that an enriching thing. I was fine with it just being unconnected and me just experiencing the world the way it was scripted. I could see someone who has played through the game maybe wanting to turn that on later um, to just because they love that world and they want to be in there and they want to have those surprise interactions. Um, but me personally, I, I don't think that's really valuable. I I love to get a new call of duty game and i sit down with the multiplayer and i play it you know all the way through and i experience the story and i you know the time that i did spend with the witcher i enjoyed that it was just like i i want to interact with you wouldn't want you someone know, invading NPCs your game and, you know i your and it may not invaded. be that way but if if it's a separate mode i don't see how it <laughs> how does that enrich the single player experience so i don't know i think it's part of me is like this doesn't make sense guys, but also another part of me is like, well, maybe they're going to try something that we haven't seen in games before. Maybe it's not an invasion of the world like Elden Ring. Maybe it's something new that I haven't thought of. So, you know, and for that, I'm, I'm on board to wait and see, but I think that's just an interesting tweet to put out there. When I hear like multiplayer in these kind of games, it almost makes me think like, huh? Without it being like a mode, right? You know, I feel like, you know, because obviously you can do like a multiplayer mode where you're like, oh, we're a bunch of witchers and we're ganging up against this one giant monster um, and just raid battle or whatever. But like, if it's in the story, I mean, it almost makes me feel like it's going to be like what? Like a kind of create your own witcher kind of thing. 
um, instead of it focusing yeah. on a Geralt or something like that. Um, hmm. Because otherwise, what's it going to be? Like, an, all of a sudden, another Geralt pops up, and there's two Geralts now, you know, kind of like in the early Halo games, as funny as they were. It's very much like, we're two Master Chiefs, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is always yeah. interesting. Especially, I don't know. It's strange. Yeah, it sounds strange, but uh, interesting to see what they have. It could be something as simple as, oh, when you go and play Gwent or whatever, like, another player yep. is playing yep. you or something like that. I don't know. I mean, that could work. I just, I don't want it to interrupt the story elements. I, what I didn't like about Elden Ring is I would be right in the middle of going into a boss battle or something like that. And, and just before I entered that arena, it'd be an invasion. It's like, I don't really want to do this right now. I just want to work on this boss. And, you know, Elden Ring specifically, for me at least was a quite stressful game and so i just i i didn't want to be bothered with even more stress by some (laughs) overpowered character coming in and whooping my butt and me having to figure out how to get around him so anyways um their last kind of summary tweet says what we want to achieve and says three enduring franchises more content for gamers with memorable single store single player stories and multiplayer experiences Mobile, TV, and film, and more in association with external partners. So kind of covering what they'd said earlier. But, yeah, it's, it'll be interesting, the three enduring franchises. I think um, they're very much, you know, taking on that GTA Five, Red Dead Redemption <laughs> kind of mantra where, yeah. you know, uh, Rockstar is kind of switched on and off. But I don't know. I... My my initial just like hot take when I think about this is, can you guys really handle this? <laughs> can you right. guys really do this? Right. Because you you proved that you know all the years that you worked on Cyberpunk were not enough to put out a game that was ready. It was too hot. You know, it was it was like a pancake that hadn't fully been cooked yet, and the inside was still <laughs> liquid dough. It's like Ew. gamers got their bit in and said, "Wow, okay," <laughs> you know, and maybe. Just to be devil's advocate to my own argument, you know, maybe it was just a weird time because of the transition between consoles and and maybe, you know, now that we're comfortably within, a, you know, a Series X PS5 generation, maybe it'll be a different thing. And yeah. I don't know. It You know, development, I, I fully believe, is probably one of the hardest things on earth to do. And so I don't blame companies for having issues. It's just you have to have the leadership to plan out what's going to happen and and when things should be released and how long they should take and how much time you need to give your teams and all the things that, you know, have already been said about what happened with that game. But to then add a new IP that you have a a small team dedicated to developing, it seems like you're stretching yourself very thin and, and, and maybe they've staffed up and their team is much larger than it was during the cyberpunk development time. But I don't know. <laughs> you know, I, I don't yeah. I don't know if that's true. It's just those would be my concerns seeing them trying to do these partnership deals and having mobile development and, you know, films that they want to put out, which these are all things that are going to take people's time, you know, and, and take time from for the leaders of CD Projekt to go and meet with Netflix, go and meet with Amazon or go and meet with Universal or whoever it is. <laughs> 
to develop, you know, especially a film. I mean, there's a lot of planning that goes into that. And, you know, you want to say, have say as to how Johnny's presented in, you know, the cyberpunk 3077 movie, you know, or whatever, you know, and, and I'm excited for those kind of things to come to film and TV, but can you guys do that? And, and I think one thing I said, they wanted to do this in the next 10 years and it's like, Mm. There's no way. There's mm. just no way. Mm. If if you're if you're partnering up with external teams for for games that are being being developed outside your studio, and of course all these TV and film things, there's just no way you can have enough reliable people working on these things right. that the quality is going to stay high. It's you know I I'm an, a huge follower of Apple and how they make things. And I, I respect them immensely for the way they keep their quality really high while pumping out things. But even Apple has a pretty limited number of products they put out for this exact reason, because the, the quality needs to stay high for there to be the following that a company like Apple and, and CD project themselves have had for a long time. People see CD project red, they see Apple and they say that is a company that comes out with quality things. And yeah. obviously that, that, you know, we've talked about it a million times, but obviously that, that reputation was hurt yeah, a was bit by a this, bit. Yeah. by this previous game. And and to, to come out and now say, we're going to do all this at the same time. It's like, you know, right. maybe you guys should focus on, the next Witcher game and getting that really good and then focus on, well, first of all, focus on the cyberpunk expansion and make sure that comes out, you know, fully baked and ready to go and, right. and then focus on the Witcher game and then maybe focus on the cyberpunk expansion. Um, instead of, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I've kind of said it all, but it's just like the more I think about it, the more it's just overwhelming looking at this list of things and, yeah, it's exciting and also kind of like worrisome as a right. fan of these franchises. It's like, yeah, I don't know if like they're feeling too big for their britches or something like that. As my grandma used to say, it's like, <laughs> man, it's like it's funny for they a company gonna... that's been coming off of all these hardships to then. Right. Come out like you said, and and come out with a, t- a tweet and a, you know a media storm that, like you said, comes off too big for your britches. It's it's kind of like, really, you would think the last thing you would say about CD Projekt Red again is they were too big for their britches. You would think that they would have, you know, taken their <laughs> taken their medicine and, and step back and say, okay, you know, we're working hard to keep the quality high, guys. And instead, they say, "No, we're working hard to expand everything." Right, we're a, a Witcher trilogy, a cyberpunk sequel, and a new yeah. IP, and along expand with... game-centered IP and gain more and more momentum. That's literally what the thing says. And they said within ten years for this stuff. I don't see that in what I'm seeing now, but on the uh, IGN podcast I listened to, that they did say that. That sounds impossible. They were saying this is the next ten years of CD Projekt Red. Right, like, it's it's funny. They can't even like like everything gets delayed for them. Like the the next gen version yeah, of everyone. Cyberpunk <laughs> got delayed. The next gen version of The Witcher is still coming. They haven't even released that yet. They still promised the next gen version of Witcher three, um, and uh, that still isn't out yet. They delayed that. Um, so it, it's it's just 
yeah, no, I just don't have much faith. I know they're they're working on this. I'm not saying that, but as far as them releasing it in the way they they want to, I'm just gonna say no. I I don't think so. I mean, like I think, you know, we'll have that the new Witcher four or whatever that's gonna be called is going to be the next thing that comes out after the expansion, of course, of Cyberpunk and all that stuff. And then I can't imagine like that coming out and then like six months later, like here comes Cyberpunk 2 or whatever. Like I can't even, I can't imagine that. And then nope, now we're still talking about two sequels to that Witcher game. Not in 10 years, no. I defy yeah. that. It's it just, <laughs> I... I I think this is what's going to happen. We will get that expansion for Cyberpunk. Then we're going to get the Witcher game. And I don't know when we're going to hear about that other stuff. (laughs) That's, yeah. I mean, I do give them props for having the cojones to come out and say, this is what we're going to do. Not a lot of companies would have the nerve to do that. Marvel is about the only one. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it really helps. I feel like, like we said, the way it was put out, I would say, I, I would lean towards saying it, it maybe hurts. It maybe frustrates people to, because I think, I think hardcore fans are immediately going to say, what? S- stop. Like, focus on one thing and make it really good for me. Right. That's kind of what Rockstar does, too. I mean, they, they take a long time to come out with their one game. I mean, obviously, they lean really heavily into GTA now these days, but darn if they don't support the crap out of it i mean the people who are fans are being serviced with that game and they're just continuously fed and fed and fed and fed um on the online platform and so it's like and red dead came out incredibly polished oh yeah it was perfect i don't remember having any problems with that game no um and so it's like they they pour so much into a into a few into a few projects. Yeah, and if CD Projekt Red could get to that quality, I think it would it would put their whole studio onto like a whole nother level. Yeah, it's almost like their I I do feel like their ambition for these games almost require that sometimes. Almost require that sort of attention. It's not something you just whoop just throw this out there, you know what I mean? Like Yeah. It, it, I don't know. Like, like I said, it, I know it's hard, so I don't want to be critical yeah. of these people. It's it's incredibly difficult, and I am so happy they do what they do. But you know, maybe just like let everybody work a little bit slower and spend a little bit more time. Yeah, Cyberpunk's a very difficult game to make, and it's like thinking about games yeah. that are and The Witcher. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so I don't know. I feel like I just want to say, well, guys, slow down, take your time, really just pour out all your effort and creativity into these games that really require it. Yeah. I mean, it, they really do require it. It's not like, hmm, I don't know. I feel like there's other franchises that, like, you don't get surprised. Like, if this was, like, uh, we pretty much got this exact same thing when it came to Assassin's Creed. Right, where they were like, here's our game plan. Mm-hmm. We're coming out with yeah. 50 games in the next yeah. two weeks or whatever. <laughs> and you don't bat an eye. Yeah. You're just like, jeez, Louise, okay, fine. Yeah, I think that is a big mistake. I think Ubisoft is headed in the wrong direction. Absolutely. They were doing the right thing when it was like, okay, every like two or three years, we'll have yeah. an, you know 
Origins. And, and that's what Call of Duty's moving to. There's not going to be a Call of Duty next year. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yep. Don't overdo it, people. Don't overdo it. Just sell yep. the same game over and over again. That's what they did with Mario Kart 8. It's fine. And, you know, I can see, like, the multiplayer, them wanting to be like, you know, we see what Warzone is doing, and it makes a lot of money, and it makes oh, it so that God. these games can be developed. You know, it, it makes it so these games can be developed for longer. So I can see that being something. Like, if you had a separate multiplayer from the single party that you can from the single player story that that can make you money so that it gives you more time then do that you know you know find something that's good and people want to play and they're willing to put money into and then spend more time on your single player or something yeah i think that could work i'm interested to see what they come up with very much so but, you know, we're not going to see any of that for a while, though, of course. I mean, like, I, guess I can't even... Well, the expansion next year. That's the big thing. Yeah, so that's, I... that's the big one. That's definitely on the in the horizon. You know, the Cyberpunk expansion yeah. in the next-gen version of Witcher 3. But Witcher, the next Witcher is <sighs> ages away. To make that. They do not need to make that. Right. I'd much rather them spend time on <laughs> new things than... I'm so sick of the, yeah, that's a whole different subject. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that, that new Witcher game, that's going to be so far away. I can't imagine that happening <laughs> till like next three or four years. I can't even imagine. But Yeah, it just all depends on how much they've been working on it before, right? Right. I've been wrong before, so they can just, they could be really sneaky with it. <sighs> Anyways... See Project Red, going for the gold. <laughs> Literally. Literally. Um, yeah, next coming weeks, man. Um, I think next week, uh, Black Adam. I'm going to be seeing that in theaters. There's a lot of rumors floating around. Rock's being weird, man. He's he's going around saying things like being really specific when he's like, Black Adam is the most powerful being on this planet on this planet and like being really like coy about that and saying like he said in an interview like black adam is the most powerful being on this planet the most powerful being in the universe has been sitting on the sidelines for far too long and uh i don't know what he's doing i don't know what he's doing if he's if he's hyping up superman or whatever he talks superman a lot so i don't know I don't know. I'm keeping my expectations low and just kind of enjoy so it. So many for teasers. So many teasies. Stop teasing <laughs> me. Don't tease me. <laughs> I am not one to be teased. I am, actually. You love it. I love it. Anyways. You follow Mar- Wario64. You I definitely want to be teased. Tease me, Wario64. <laughs> tease me. Show me the teases. <laughs> All right. It's been fun, man. <laughs> We'll see, see you guys. <laughs>